What's happening, Wannabe Nation? I'm Scott. And I'm Sarah. And if you're listening for the first time and wondering, what the heck is a wannabe? Well, here it is. It's you. It's me. And we all share a common space. You know that space between who you are and who you want to be? Well, that's the wannabe space. And it's within that space that we talk about all things life, love, people, hard topics, deep topics, funny topics, and most importantly, Jesus. Because who doesn't want to be more like Jesus? And as you will find, it really just takes a little bit of curiosity and time to get started. So, whether you're driving in your car, walking the dog, or sitting down on the couch with your favorite cup of coffee, know this. We truly believe it's no accident that you're here. And if you like where the conversation goes, we would love it if you did two things. Subscribe and share. Subscribe so you get the latest episodes available with a simple click. And then share. Share it with someone you know who would love to be a part of Wannabe Nation. A space where you can simply sit and chat about what it means to finally be who you were created to be. So welcome, friend. We're so glad you're joining us today. Morning, Sarah. Morning, Scott. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so um, before we get into our conversation today, how how you wear glasses or contacts or something, right? Or do you have like 20-20 vision? I'm supposed to. <sighs> so I have one eye that's off slightly one eye that's off yeah, is it what does that even mean um is it my far side it doesn't see far as well so you have one so, so oh. just one eye my right eye but since being pregnant and ha- like when i was pregnant my prescription changed and i just never went back after having kids so <laughs> it's not bad enough that it's a big deal i like how you're justifying right <laughs> now <laughs> it, it it messes a little bit with my depth perception sometimes oh that's funny so that's why you trip over yourself and okay oh yeah, yeah right total right. Class. that goes back to our balance <laughs> conversation yeah so i used to wear one contact but really just one save me money holy cow so that reminds me of so we were we were traveling to a, I don't know a baseball game somewhere, mm-hmm. and I was I had having trouble with my contacts because I refused to wear glasses in high school because okay, it was right. so uncool, super to uncool, wear, super yep. uncool. And glasses then were just really not fashionable, <laughs> as like they are now. So we we're going to the game. And I'm just like this contact's killing me. Well, I take it out and I find out that there's a tear in it, mm-hmm. and so I'm like I can't put this thing back in my eye, and I was. They, I was playing center that that day, and the whole time, the entire <laughs> game, I'm sitting there with one eye closed. You know, when the batter's up, and coach yep. is like, "What's going on with you?" I'm like, "Coach, man, I got one contact <laughs> right now," <laughs> and he's just like, "You cannot play." I'm like, "I'm fine." I, I mean, I have. It was the most disorienting <laughs> seven innings I've ever played in my life trying to gain you uh-huh. know, a, per, a, a, a perspective like what am i seeing what am i not seeing it was terrible yeah i and and that's the biggest thing right it's the looking up ball against the sky oh where you need that depth perception to get somewhat of a fix on where it's going miserable yeah yeah yeah. because that's the hard that was the hardest thing for me i didn't play softball but playing volleyball, if you went into a very large gym arena situation with a ceiling like way higher. So right in oh, high school, right. we're playing in small gyms. And then when you get to the state championship and you're like at Penn State or something in their arena and the ceiling. And so no. we'd spend like an extra hour just kind of warming up with the ball and getting used to that sense of space. Wow, that's The depth cool. perception is so different when the ball is, when the ceiling's further away. Wow. 
but yeah so outside playing softball baseball you have no ceiling and there's no there's no ceiling <laughs> it's just sky and you're just like I'm, and there's this itty bitty little thing coming at you it, well and sky. when you've got one contact in you're one right. contact can you imagine how no. many balls that you see right there and you're kind of like which one do you catch and you're like catch the one in the middle yeah. catch the one in the middle that's crazy yeah it was quite the ordeal i can imagine luckily it was the eye that so I batted on the on the left side of the plate because I'm a right right hitter. So it was luckily my right eye, and so when I turned my head, I the so first eye was my your first eye. eye was the good <laughs> eye. I'm like, okay, I think I'm gonna. I have no idea if I even I, I don't even remember what I did that game That's at the plate, funny. but I remember not dropping a ball, and mm-hmm. that was the yeah that was the goal. But holy cow! Well, it's one of those things like we you just take for granted. Or get used to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your senses, any of your senses, but yeah. But when one's compromised. All of a sudden something's compromised and you're just like, what? Yeah. But speaking of sight, right? Yeah. Speaking of sight, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what the world looks like when you can see clearly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not knowing that you weren't seeing clearly. So there's that thing too, right? Like not realizing how poor yeah so really so it's like i think of uh have you seen the video there's actually a video of a of a of a dad uh older he's older you know his kids are pretty grown and he's never seen color have you oh, seen this video no it's your water waterfalls and so i'm not joking like straight waterfalls he's on the back of his porch and there there's this device that someone has created because they're genius and when you put them on you see the colors oh. of the of the of the, no, the way in which they're supposed to I, I don't know how people do this but anyway so there's this video of this guy who's basically seen the world in black and white wow and he puts these on wow sarah it, i can imagine his his reactions stunning. are just like he looks at a tree for the first time yeah. and the way and at one point, like I'm getting goosebumps, he absolutely loses his stuff and he mm-hmm. just starts weeping. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. I mean, he's clasping in I like you can tell that this guy has just dealt with so much yeah. stuff in just the way that he's had to see things. Where and and the minute he puts these glasses on, he is over. He's over. He's just overcome with this emotion of like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And everywhere he looks, he's like, even when he looks at his wife, he sees her in yeah. her truest beauty that, you know, full of color. Yeah. Un- wow. Belie- I'm going to have to find that video. Yeah. It, ugh, goosebumps. So that reminds me of Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of Wannabe Nation, what you need to know about Sarah Pert is that not only does she have Sunday school songs in her head, Jill crush a little house on the I will man reference. books show whatever well the <laughs> oldest sister Mary so not Laura Ingalls right the older sister yeah. Mary winds up blind because of an illness but she marries a blind man and he is able to have corrective surgery way back when and restore his sight wow. so there's an episode in the TV show that I'm remembering as you're saying this where for the first time he can see period and he's like Whoa. Similar, I mean, similar reaction and just like crazy, gleeful. Wow. You know, joyful, leaping, wow. bounding amazement. Wow. At, yeah. Being able to see for the first time. 
Which is interesting, right? Okay, so let's just, you know, pull this back to Jesus. <laughs> See how we do that? See how we do that? People are starting like, I think I get their spin. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, we know as Jesus walked the earth, he did all kinds of amazing things and miracles and demonstrating who he was as God and creator and sovereign over yeah. sovereign over the physical world, the created world, our hearts, all of that. And so one of my favorite one of my favorite stories in John comes. So John eight, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. Um, one of his, I am statements, mm-hmm. you know, ticks off the Jewish leaders. Cause they know he's claiming divinity. He says, I'm the light of the world. He walks out, finds a blind man. <laughs> I'll show <laughs> you. Him. I'll show <laughs> no, you guys. Not a coincidence, <laughs> yeah. not a coincidence. Right. And so they get a hold of this blind man and they're grilling him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he comes before all the, the Jewish leaders and I love his like, his like spunk in light of this miracle that's just happened. He's not going to be cowed no. by their intimidating, uh-uh. you know, questioning. Like I'm, he, he would have been a beggar. So he's like unlearned, uneducated. He's a nobody, yeah. but he's like, listen, dudes, <laughs> I don't know what just, what else do you want me to tell you? I mean, hello. I just received my sight. There's no way I'm backing down from this. And so they go on with him for a while and he gets he gets kind of lippy with them. He's like, oh, do you want to believe too? But I love in John 9, uh, where are we at? In John 9, 25, um, they want him to say that Jesus is a sinner. And the blind man's like, well, whether he's a sinner, I don't know. But one thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. It's beautiful. Though I was blind, comma, now I see. And so implied in that comma... What's the comma? The comma is the the comma is the hinge. There's a before and there's an after happening here. I was blind, now I see. Yeah. Who's the comma? Who yeah. lives in that space between? Who who marked his life from you know before and after before Christ? Yeah. Anno Domini. You know, like all of time is marked by the comma of Jesus. And last week, we had a great conversation about faith. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, well, what if we looked at, what if we just shared our own? Yeah, and then I you, once uh, was. Yeah, comma. Now I. <laughs> and then you volunteered me to go first. <laughs> I volunteered you to go first because I'm smart. <laughs> Very smart. <laughs> we all know this. I'm no fool. Yeah. So, and I threw that out to you. I woke up with this on my mind this morning, and I was like, "Hey." At five something in the morning, <laughs> I believe is what it was. I'm like, "Doggone, she's up before me again." <laughs> I was like, "Hey, what if? What if we?" frame it like this. And this is something that we teach people to do and think of their story. Like how can you share your story of Jesus in a, in a concise phrase, just like this blind man did. I once was, and then Jesus found me. And now, um, so you ready, you ready for this? Yeah, sure. All right. Hit us, hit hit us with it. (laughs) Uh, who was I before Jesus? Um, I, you know, I'm I'm not the flashy story of like mm-hmm. I was down in the dumps kind of thing. I was the uh, I, I was the all American boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, did tried to do good things. Came from a, a background of like if you do good things and mm-hmm. and you do good works, then that you know you're gonna you're gonna reach your 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 time in heaven be through those good works and those good deeds. And I was a part of a. I grew up in a in a religious education. Uh, but it was a bunch of box checking and, you know, you do this, then you do this, then you do this, but I, it was never a relationship for me. So I just continued, you know, achieving for, I mean, if I'm, I'm being honest, achieving for me, achieving for my glory, achieving for, um, achieve, 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 because that's just what 
I was always taught be mm-hmm. do good, be good, do good to others, live by the golden rule, and you'll be you'll be fine. All things will work out. And um, you get married, you have a couple of kids, and you know, but the American dream, stay on along. I got a dog. You have an education. I got an education. And you know, I'm probably bought a house. I've got a house. I've got all those things that you would look at and be like, that's the American couple kind of thing. And you know, white suburbia, all that stuff Mm -hmm. comes into play in that. And that's another conversation for another day. (laughs) Um, But inside, I was empty. And I was trying to fill that emptiness with things that were worldly, that were temporal. Um, and I watched, so my grandfather got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in 2009. Okay. And he was he, like the epicenter of our family. Like he was just, I call them the Don, honestly. My family <laughs> member's going to hear that and they're going to laugh. Like he was just the Don. <laughs> But there was two Are things. you Italian? No, not okay. at all. Polish. <laughs> Very Polish. A lot of Polish, some German, and I'm a mutt a little bit. But he loved being the center of attention. He loved, I mean, he just commanded a room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he walked into a restaurant, it didn't matter if you had steak on the menu or not. He'd be like, uh, hi, uh, Mary? Is it hi, Mary? My name's, you know, Ray. I'd love a steak. <laughs> and somehow they'd come up with a steak for the guy. I'm just like, who is this? So he loved. he loved family. Family was before everything. Um, he loved, loved to eat, uh, and he loved just to, you know, talk and share. And that pancreatic cancer one by one took those things away, Mm. uh, where all he was left with obviously was his family. But even then he couldn't enjoy food anymore and he could barely speak. And it was a gut wrenching time. And, um, as it did, it did something to me because there was something, there was something that was happening inside my heart that was just like, all the things that I have been trying to find my joy in and find my worth and my value in are fleeting. Yeah. And as a 31 year old with a young family, I was just like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And I, and you know, major props to my brother who had found Jesus nine, you know, nine months prior to me basically. And he just was incredibly loving in the way that he had conversations and he would, you know, he would talk about this idea of a relationship with Jesus. And I'm just like, I got a relationship with Jesus. I, you know, I go to church every Sunday. He's like, (laughs) I punch the card, punch the card. And he's just like, it's not, that's not what it's about. And, um, so, you know, I mean, I was trying to, he drew a line in the sand one day. He's like, do do you, don't you believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God? Like God breathed out through men that wrote the Bible Mm -hmm. throughout history. And I laughed. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, that's dumb. How could that, like, man is fallible. And he's just like, are you saying that God is doesn't have the power and capability of mm-hmm. using fallible men to put together his word for people to use to point to him and tell the story that he's written since the beginning of time? And I'm like, oh, inside, I don't like that answer. <laughs> inside, I don't like that question. But I that just kept ringing. And as I watched my grandfather deplete, um, I just came face to face and, you know, Adam was, uh, my brother was, you know, lovingly persistent in that. Mm-hmm. And one day he called and he asked, uh, I mean, there were so many little backstories that, that played into it, but there was, he called one night and I'm listening and then there's just a, this voice in the back of my head that just says, just shut up and listen to him. Hmm. And it was just like, at that moment, 
my the eyes of my heart were finally mm-hmm. uh, the mud was you know washed off, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh my gosh, he it he, he, yes, Jesus Jesus is the way, and I've been trying to systematize Jesus. Oh yeah, that's a good phrase, and I I I can't. This is whatever because because what whatever whatever he had with him whatever adam had i i like i wanted yeah and it bothered me that yeah. he was the younger brother and yeah. i was the older brother <laughs> and, he had and he had something because i was all he was always the shadow growing up like he'd like show me this you know and you to teach me how to do this and so there was pride mm-hmm. pride and control interesting and was i willing to yeah and i was just like i'm not going to sit here at the end of my life missing out on this and it was just i don't know there's just something inside me like he's right jesus if jesus is who he said he was if like if he if he wrote if he did if he did rise from the dead and if he defeated death then everything that is in that bible is 100 percent true and real yeah and what does that mean for the way i'm living my life yeah that was my flashpoint yeah that was my flashpoint so that was before Christ in Scott's world. Yeah. That was not a so short how, conversation. That was not no, a short conversation. No, succinct. that's okay. But like, how would you sum that up? If, if you had to go before somebody like the blind man and say, though I was blind, now I see, would you use that same language? Do you feel like blind is the right way to characterize yeah. oh, you? Or would you? Okay. Yeah. Veiled, blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Hardened. Mm-hmm. I think then that's the scary, that's a scary word. I think the more you go on, you're just like, ah, whatever. Because there's part of you, there's, let's face it, there's not any part of human beings that want to submit to something. Mm, that's good. And the, you come, you come, you have to come face to face with the fact, like, I don't want, what, there's a God that is loving would not ask you to submit. And, and it, that is, that is a selfish viewpoint. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a self, it's a, yeah. It is because it's, no, you see, because that's where, God's trying to say, no, 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 here's what I want you to see. Like when you do surrender, mm-hmm. the freedom in which you are so craving mm-hmm. t- to be free of all the ways in which you have to try to live up to others' expectations or being able to manage. I mean, the list can go on. Like what are the things that keep you bound to this, wor- you know, from a worldly perspective? He, he offers that freedom. Yeah. And he offers that rest. And yeah. so I saw that. I, s- I saw that. Yeah. And I said, okay, I want it. Which is pretty incredible. I think that, I mean, there was there was something about the tragedy of your grandfather's health, yeah. cancer, that created a, a space in you, a weak space mm-hmm. maybe, where you weren't in control. Oh, yeah, that's that's where where like your your brother was able, you know, like his words, you know, there was a, there was a little crack that he was able to speak into, and it, it's it's amazing to me how often I listen to people share their faith stories and that's a common thread is that there's something really hard really painful that creates a weakness in them mm-hmm. because for you like you started off saying what I was the all-american boy I was all-american boy <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah I really right? yeah, really Okay, so all-american boy uh-uh. and we got a lot of all-american boys and girls true right running around and you know, even with the hard things, there is something, there is something really difficult in our 
time, culture, place. Short of having something tragic rock your world, mm-hmm. you you th- you think you have it figured out. Mm-hmm. You think you're smart enough, strong enough, in control enough, managing enough. Like, like I, Scott was once enough. Oh, but that's now, a great way of saying. Now. It. <laughs> no, no, Scott is not enough. <laughs> now it's only Jesus. <laughs> not en- and I and I'm reminded of that every once in a while when Scott wants to, you know, yeah, hit, naturally click, you know, hit autopilot and be like, "Let's go." Your old self, yeah. Right? And it never goes well mm-hmm. because I've, you know, the how many, what what year were you in? We're in twenty twenty one, right? So what is that? We're twelve years into this mm-hmm. life of living, mm-hmm. you know, the way Jesus wants to or trying to. Mm-hmm. Man, is it so different? Yeah. So tell me about tell me about that though, because you are you are an intelligent person. You are oh, a successful thanks. person. Oh, geez, well, this is great. We got this on recording too. <laughs> oh man, I have to text Heather after and be like, I have to bring him down a couple notches later. No. So you, yeah, you are intelligent. You are uh, successful. You're driven by you've said this before achievement drives you Mm -hmm. the the desire to improve yourself Mm -hmm. be better accomplish something all of that and all of that surrender to the holy spirit you know obviously god made you who you are and that's a fantastic thing but in 12 years tell me what it looks like to to because you you talk about that moment did you fully surrender everything in that moment or do you try to take things back? Is there a continuing sense of how does how does it look like for your faith? Mm. Right? Because we talked about the faith being the assurance of things hoped for mm-hmm. and the certainty of things not seen. Mm-hmm. And so that cannot be it cannot be put in you mm-hmm. because you can see yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So how yes. do you how do you continually choose and surrender and by faith? let Jesus be enough mm-hmm. and let Scott continue to fade. I'm, I'm thinking of John the Baptist when he's like, he must become greater. I must mm-hmm. become less, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Holy that cow, sir. That's such a, I know. I'm sorry. I'm really like, taking, but I like, I just really... want to know, cause I, I see where you are now. I wasn't there 12 years ago. Yeah. And wow. In 12 years, I mean, God is brought you a long way in 12 in 12 yeah. years and that doesn't happen that doesn't happen without like faith trust surrender to the holy spirit if if scott was achieving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. awesome christianity over the last 12 years you would look very different oh 100 so my answer this is going to sound so overly simple the only way that i could put it is Every time I've taken another step, it's because I've said yes to him and no to me. Okay. And it and it could be little things like, hey, this uh, you know this ongoing this ongoing sin that you just continue mm-hmm. to let fester, you, you gotta you gotta say no to it and yes to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, this this job that you have created this amazing you know, role for yourself in and, and you have gained so much worth and value and you're invested in the community in which you serve, it's time to move on. You have to say no to that and yes to me. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's such a faith component to it. Like I left, I, I figured I was going to be at my first job forever. I loved it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not saying this to like gloat, but I was, I was, I was 
loved, I was admired, I was respected, I was trusted. And, you know, nope, we're going to move on. And every time it's been a no to Scott and a yes to him. Mm -hmm. And those those are big career decision kind of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, even leaving, you know, everything from a, a you know, I mean, from being a professor, I mean, that was my latest thing of being a professor at a university to like, are you kidding me? You want me? I mean, that story in and of itself is crazy. Yeah. Um, But that was like a, no to scott yeah because everything every time i feel that i the first thing that comes out is just this like i'm so comfortable here like i'm mm, just what i'm a word. just getting my feet underneath me i'm getting i i'm i'm building myself up mm-hmm. and god's i don't know maybe yeah every time i feel that comfort that that security is when he comes in and says, okay, it's time to take another step because the, the Christian walk is, it, it's, it's an, it's a walk. It's a journey. You cannot continue to, and the idea of sanctification, we're going to throw out that <laughs> fun word, right? But just being sanctified and looking more and more like him each and every single day, you can't do that by staying at the starting point of walking over the line and be like, okay, I've accepted Jesus. Right that's the beginning. Mm -hmm. You are made holy because of the blood of Jesus, but in your life and you're living out of the looking like Jesus, there's a a journey. Because he's gifted me with things and he has this idea of what he wants to do with me. And uh, why would I ever get in the way of that? Right. Well, Well, why do we? Because it's, it's, it's unknown. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm inadequate. I mean, you name it. And that's the space that I've, mm. I love, this is going to sound dumb. I, it is. <laughs> I just I, said you were smart. Go ahead. Sound yeah. dumb. I love being in the space where I don't know. Oh, that does sound dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I do because here's the thing. I think if more of us were to walk into that space and be like, all right, God, I recognize I am in this space that only you can, you can only that you can function and operate in. We would experience him the way he wants us to experience him, and just this deep, intimate relationship where there's this constant. I there's I, I, I crave that connection with him. Yeah, where he's leading me. I know he's leading me, and the things that are coming out of my mouth and the ideas that are coming out of my head are inspired by him. Mm-hmm. I recognize more and more when that's happening and mm-hmm. that's been a journey in and of yeah. itself like you know i'm now 51 percent of the time certain that he's telling me to say something <laughs> which is awesome <laughs> but man i just think if we all as followers of him mm-hmm. could enter into that space and be like mm-hmm. i get that i'm in this space again mm-hmm. lead me holy yeah. cannoli i mean that's so good scott our human nature wants to know and be right about things and that whole definition of faith that you know we looked at hebrews 11 1, the assurance of things hoped for and yeah. the certainty of things unseen puts you square in the middle of that space that you're talking about where your finite mind cannot grasp, cannot know, cannot see, but you are absolutely 100% trusting and anticipating mm-hmm. that he is who he says he, he is sovereign and he is good and he has a purpose mm-hmm. and he he will be glorified through it all. Yeah. Like and, at, at the and, end of the, go ahead. And 
that's got to be a journey. I mean, there have got to be days, like you said, 51% of the time. So there have got to be days where you come to the end of the day and realize I did this Scott's way. Yeah. Yeah. I and that, there's, that's where Grace comes in. That's where your wife comes in. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, yeah. Grace is also named Heather quite often. That's very true. <laughs> She's going to love hearing that one. Well played. That's funny. But it is, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your repeated, your repeated surrender... God honors that and he's, you know, continues to sow into you and produce fruit through your life because you are repeatedly, intentionally laying Scott down, walking in Christ. And I get, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm not going to get emotional, but it blows my mind when I'm in that space with him mm-hmm. and he works and he reminds you of how how vast his love is for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. or he reminds me of how vast his love is for me yeah because he's like listen i know you're jacked up three-fourths of the way but look at what i can do through you yeah Pe- continue to show people what that is mm-hmm. yeah yeah that that's making me think at the end of jesus prayer in john 17 jesus prays i made note to them your name and i will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them hmm. and I in them. And at the end of the day, you know, somebody asked me long ago, what do you want to be remembered as? I want to be remembered as a guy who loved the heck out of Jesus yeah, and tried to show that love and extend that love through my actions and my words and how I go about treating them. Mm-hmm. Not some stance I take. Yeah. Not some, you know, lofty position I hold, but simply through mm-hmm. how I go about making you feel valued, loved, and belonged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you because you belong to Jesus. Right. Are we yeah. done talking about Scott now? <laughs> I suppose. I mean, we could we could we could go a lot more. All right, let's end on this because we do need to end. But I just want to ask you if, and we, it's not that we haven't said these things before, but I just would love for you to share the one, two, three things that you have got to do every day so that you can continue to say, "I once was enough." Mm-hmm. But now Jesus mm-hmm. is enough. Um, I get up every day and I start out by thanking him that I have another day. Mm-hmm. And I take, you know, breathing in me is a yep. thing. Um, so I do that. When I get something wrong, when I fail, mm-hmm. you know, failure for me, reminding me all the time, failure for me is all it is, is trying again with more experience. Mm-hmm. Um, recognizing and asking God, where did I get in the way? And where did I um, get it right? Yep. And I write that stuff down. Okay. Like I journal, I'll have, so things that I try to do a little bit more regularly is I'll write down conversations with him and I, like a little play, me, you know, M with a, me and G with a God, just a stream of consciousness kind of thing. And then I go back and read it. That's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the last thing that I do? I, I When I look in the mirror and I'm just like, I'm pretty jacked up, dude. Thank goodness for grace. Yeah. I look at them and, uh, you know, I just, thanks for making me the way. Honest, thanks for making me the way that you did. Hmm. Not, I've, I've had to deal with image issues Mm -hmm. of like trying to live up to everybody else's expectations. And I look at myself in the mirror and I'm just like, you've made me this way. And I just want to say thanks. Yeah. That's great. So you've put yourself in a posture of humility, both in recognizing that 
God is greater and he's the one, but also the humility to recognize that he has made you and he loves you and yeah. you are his. Yeah, There's, and I've checked spiritual pride. That's something that, I, you know, yeah. or just pride in general. I, I every once in a while I'll do a study on pride just so that it <laughs> keeps that little shoot of self yeah. short. Yeah, yeah, that weed can grow up fast. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Sure. So many people have been blessed by your faith journey and that you said yes and continue to say yes. And I mean, God's not done with you yet. So Amen. watch, watch out. out world. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for, thanks for this. I appreciate you, Sarah. Yeah. Appreciate you too. All right. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>